When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, this is Anne-Marie Cross back with you with the first show of 2015 so happy new year I haven't uh, had the opportunity to say that to, to you yet now today's show is uh, very special so I want you to go and grab a piece of paper and a pen because you are going to want to take down lots of notes now you've probably heard many business coaches or business development coaches tell you about how important it is to develop online programs and products if you want to build your income and leverage your time However, you might have been thinking about doing this in 2014, but you've been stuck with coming up with that great idea, or maybe the whole technology and the multimedia piece has kind of got you overwhelmed, and so you've been unable to move forward, or maybe you're a bit of a perfectionist and you want to wait for everything to be perfect before before you launch your program. Well, if that sounds like you, then this is a must-listen show. And as I said before, go and grab a pen and a piece of paper. My guest today is Brianne Dick. Now, Brianne helps idea people, especially entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, authors, and speakers, turn their ideas into programs and products that your customers can't stop talking about. On today's show, Brianne will bust three myths about teaching online that are keeping you from creating the course, the program, or the digital product of your dreams. Now, these myths include myth number one, that your content needs to be perfect before you can release it to the world. Myth number two, that you can, you know, need to create all kinds of multimedia content for your course. And myth three, that you need to have a great idea to start. So we're going to bust through those myths. So welcome to the show, Brianne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be talking to all of the fabulous, ambitious entrepreneurs out there. Fantastic. Brian, this is a topic that so many ambitious entrepreneurs continue to struggle with. I think in the last couple of weeks when I've been speaking to a couple of my colleagues, the amount of time that he's heard people saying, I want to create a program, I want to create a product, but I have no idea where to start. So uh, I'm thrilled that uh, you were our first guest for for 2015. So tell us, firstly, for people who may not yet have even thought about the idea of turning their ideas into an online program or product, what are some of the benefits that you've seen? Well, before I specifically address that question, I want to just comment that 
what we do as entrepreneurs, whether we're offering training programs or not, we're actually doing teaching all the time. Mm. Our marketing is about educating prospective customers about why we're a good fit for them. If you're doing blogging or other types of intent generation, you're trying to teach people about what you do and, and why they should trust you. Webinars, books, ebooks, public speaking, all of that is about educating an audience. And so when we talk about you know, why create a program? To me, that's an extension of exactly all of the activities that we're already doing in terms of educating an audience. Mm -hmm. Now, there's advantages to that specific format in terms of doing something as a program. The biggest one is you're able to better leverage your time. So a lot of coaches, consultants, service providers get locked into this mindset of the only way for me to make my business viable is to be working one-on-one with my clients. Mm -hmm. And there's only so many hours in the day that you can give to your clients in that way. And so by putting these these things together into training packages, whether that's an ebook or you know an online group coaching program or a workshop or a webinar, those are all ways that you can leverage your time and increase your impact and of course hopefully increase your revenues too. Mm-hmm. All very great uh, reasons why and, and exactly what you've just said. So many of these coaches, consultants and, and you know experts who are selling their expertise struggle with that. I haven't got time. I feel like I'm stretched too thin. And uh, this certainly is a way that they can leverage their time and of course, boost their income too. So let's talk about myth one first, that our content needs to be perfect before we can release it to the world. I'm glad you're busting that myth because I think we can all tend to get stuck in that perfection mode. Yeah, absolutely. And what's really interesting about this myth is this is almost a two-layer myth because the first myth is the perfectionist in us saying, oh, I need to get this perfect before I can release it in the world. Mm. But if you step back, there's actually an underlying myth, which is that what I'm actually providing to people is content in the first place. Mm -hmm. We have this mental script that we equate content with online training, and that's not actually what we need to be focused on. So the busting of this myth is that rather than focusing on creating the absolute perfect content for your audience before you get it out in the world, what you should be focused instead is on what are the great activities that you can help people to do? What can you help people do through your training instead of what are they going to be learning? You'll find that not only does that take the pressure off of you because you don't have to be worrying about creating perfect content, but your students and your your customers and clients will actually get better results because what we know from the research is that it's action and doing that helps people to learn rather than content and knowledge pieces. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think in that instance too, another benefit is that when we think about, you know, the the content and really focus on that, sometimes what we can do is overwhelm people to the point where it's, they feel overwhelmed and and they're not able to, to do the action steps. But when you said you look at an outcome, what are people going to be able to achieve as a result? That kind of then switches everything, doesn't it? And, and, the, the, the information that you include obviously is going to be that step-by-step step to support people in generating that results. And we all love getting results, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And there was another study that basically said that we are 
positioning ourselves as experts because we know more than the people that are going to be learning from us. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. And it's a bad thing because what happens is when we're experts, we actually almost literally lose the ability to remember what it was like to be a beginner. And so when we focus on trying to carefully craft content that's going to lead people through exactly what they need to know and and we try and dump all of our knowledge into a, a format for them, we actually are giving into this curse of expertise mm. when what we're better off to do is say, okay, this is the outcome you want to focus on. These are the activities that you want to do, be able to achieve, the outcomes that you want to be able to achieve. And then the content that you produce in support of that is going to be much more targeted at their wants and needs rather than, you know, just your expert brain dump. Yeah. And I just want to stress to you, our listener today, what Brianne just said, because this is a golden nugget. Because often we get overwhelmed as trainers, as these idea people, because we want our clients to learn and know everything that we want to teach them. If we go with that mindset, what Brand has said, that's often why we get stuck because we are overwhelmed and we're thinking it needs to be perfect, but go with the focus on the outcome. So yes, it may mean that you need to have a number of different online programs to support your clients in, in achieving their ultimate goal, but break it down into the you know as you said the different outcomes one supports the other so I mean someone's probably I can just hear that light bulb going off can't you Brianne it's like oh I know I can have a number of different programs and one leads into to the other and it allows us to be far more focused what do they need to know in order to, to get to that outcome and we can use that as a great structure to support clients just on that you know even kind of thinking wow that means it doesn't need to to be, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of content and, and information, it really can be. These are the three steps that you need to get to this outcome and fleshing that out, even if it takes a short while for someone to go through that course, getting the outcome and achieving that is going to be so exciting for our clients. Yes? Absolutely. That's one of the biggest things, uh, biggest switches that mm. happens in our in our minds when we start to make this switch from what is called a teaching-centered mindset, which is this is what I want to teach you, mm-hmm. to a learning-centered mindset, which is this is what people want to get from me. Yeah. When we focus on what people want to get out of this, we're much more responsive to their needs, which means we're tapping into their intrinsic motivations. Now, mm. that has a couple of benefits. First, from a teaching and learning perspective, when we are motivated, we learn better, more quickly, and more deeply. But also from the benefit of the business perspective, when we are tapping into our prospective buyer's motivations, they can see themselves in our sales copy or in our product descriptions, and they can see, oh, you're going to help me achieve that result. Then when they do achieve that result, what do you think they're going to tell all of their friends and colleagues? Mm -hmm. You get the positive word of mouth because you have now helped them achieve a specific result that they could not have done on their own. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's just huge. And I think, as I said, a lot of people have just gone, oh, okay. All right. Well, my 12 months course that I was thinking (laughs) of has now been reduced to maybe, you know, a six week or a four week because it's on a specific outcome. And it's such a great reminder, Brianne. I love that that you said that. And I just want to stress before we move on to myth two that uh, we are experts in, in, you know, in the particular area that we love to teach, train, support our clients in. It has taken us, many of us, you know, years to develop that knowledge. We've done the certifications, we've done the 
training and the you know the life experience we cannot possibly put all of that into one course and people are going to walk away going wow that was great break it down outcome focused and then work backwards as you know what steps do they need to take to achieve that love that so let's move on to myth two and this is where that we need to create and and use all kinds of multimedia content for our course why is that another myth well the big reason that we get this thought in our heads is because we look around at all of these online businesses that are doing millions of dollars of revenue and you know they've got the videos and they've got you know the fancy websites and they've got this that and the other thing all going on and we set that up as an expectation of ourselves and we forget that those products that have all of this you know spit shine and polish to them uh, come from years and years of development, and none of them started off like that. In fact, many of the programs that you're seeing selling, you know, thousands of copies on a annual or or even monthly basis, some of them, they started off as private pilots with nothing more than a couple of worksheets and you know Skype conversations or or Google Hangout calls. Mm-hmm. But the other myth that comes in is that the perception is that we have different kinds of learning styles that we need to cater to. So, Anne-Marie, you've probably been told at one point of your life that you are, you know, an auditory learner or a visual learner or a kinesthetic learner or something like that. Mm. Have you ever been told that or, or heard that? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And what is absolutely remarkable about that is there is absolutely zero scientific evidence to support the notion of learning styles, period. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in 2012, there was a team of Canadian researchers that decided to look into this. And not only did they find that, you know, this idea was unsupported, but they actually found that you know, a self-proclaimed or a, a someone who thought they were a visual learner actually did no better or no worse when presented with visual information as compared to auditory information or any other sort. So this is something that has come into our collective cultural consciousness. And now it's informing business decisions that we're making in terms of thinking that we need to be creating, you know, animations or videos or whatever for our courses. And the truth is, there's absolutely no scientific basis to justify it. So we're trying to do something that is based on a complete fallacy. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that's really interesting. And and what's interesting too is that I am a very visual person. However, I I know that for me, visual elements can become quite distracting. So you know, I really love audio as, as well. I love reading, which is obviously visual too. But I have a, a multitude of of different ways and and writing things. You know, to to that gets in my mind and gets in that muscle. So I can see that I use a multiple of, of those things and in, in how. I, I learn and I can't say that one way is better than the other for me so I yeah I can certainly see how that 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 works so I guess what you're saying then is that we don't then need to have the videos and with video comes production teams mm-hmm. and oh, all sorts sorts of ca- what cameras what equipment all that kind of thing it can be 
worksheets, it can be ebooks, it can be. That's what it can start off with. And I think when we give ourselves permission to just get our information out there, that all of that, well, I have to do this and I have to do that, I can see how that can just melt away and we give ourselves permission. Yes, it's going to be an ebook. Yes, it's going to be a, a you know a template or, or a document. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And what is really important to be thinking about when you're trying to make those decisions is to not try and choose a format based on some preconceived notion of what this product needs to look like. Mm. Instead, ask yourself, what's the best way for my clients to get this in a way that still feels authentic to who I am and Mm. and the brand I'm building? So, you know, if your clients are the type of people that they're going to be taking your course and they're going to be trying to steal five or 10 minutes here or there, they've got probably a couple kids running around, you know, it's, it's after dinner, they're trying to steal a few minutes, or maybe, you know, they've just put the kids to bed, they're tired, that type of engagement, they're not necessarily going to want to engage deeply with dense written content. Mm. There, they might be more willing to watch a short, less formal video. On the flip side, if you've got someone who is going to be, maybe they're a student is your ideal client, and they're going to be doing this course, uh, maybe it's a study skills course, and they're going to be doing this on the bus or on the train to or from school or to or from work. That's a different kind of environment. Maybe Mm -hmm. they don't want to be streaming heavy videos and using all their bandwidth. Maybe they would rather have something that they could read. So, Thinking about the environment and the context of how your your clients are going to be engaging with your material can make this a lot easier of a decision. You don't have to ha- you know do video if that's not going to work best for your client. And it also has to be good for you. I mean, if the thought of getting on video freaks you right out, mm-hmm. you're not going to be at your best. And you know, if you're not at your best, you're not providing your highest value yeah. to your end your end client yeah I love that and and you know thinking about okay what is the content that I am trying to support clients and getting an outcome so if you are a specialist in you know I'm just thinking of the the term but helping people with outfits so a professional stylist Mm -hmm. that could really benefit from having a video because you can show pieces you know on on the video whereas as you're saying if, if you teach students something and they're time poor and they like to listen to audios through their mp3 devices and the content can be delivered in an audio format then that may be better suited so there's yeah a couple of things to think about but I think that really provides such a great structure and eliminates the overwhelm of oh I need to do videos oh I need to have it also in audio and I have to have a written format it's um, given some great structure there so so, so certainly yeah I love that what about myth three, that we have to have great ideas to, to start off with first? Let's help bust through that myth too, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. This one actually, this was a little painful for a lot of people. It's like ripping a Band-Aid off. You know, mm-hmm. It'll hurt at first, but then I promise it'll get better. Because busting this myth is that no one actually cares what you want to teach them. All they care about is what they will be able to do as a result. So this actually loops us back to that first myth. So 
what happens is we spend so much time in our heads trying to come up with the perfect idea, the perfect angle, the perfect way to encapsulate something that'll you know be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And we get stuck in our heads when the truth is that's not where we want to be. We want to be engaging with our clients and our customers and figuring out what are they already asking you for? What do they actually want from you? It's not about what you want to impart to them. It's what they are asking from you. And if you can give them that, they'll be waiting for you. Like they're, they're begging you to give them what they want, not what you think they need. Mm-hmm. That is so, so important because how often are we thinking, oh, I want people to know this and I want to teach them this and I want to include this in, in, in my course. Whereas, and, and then it launches, we, we, sometimes you hear this story, people spend hours, days, you know, months putting together what they think is going to be, you know, a fantastic course. And then they get so disappointed because there's not many customers, sometimes not none at all. And that is because they've forgotten that one key thing which you were talking about. And that is, what are the outcomes that your ideal clients are looking for? You need to really go from that point of view and, and, and create the outcome and the, the solution that you know your ideal clients. And how often, I mean, I'm sure you find, Brianne, that uh, so many entrepreneurs are struggling and the reason is they're struggling to, to sell their courses and the reason is the course isn't providing the solution and the outcome that people are looking for, Yes. Or even worse is when the actual product itself does do that, Mm -hmm. but they're not actually selling it in such a way to make it obvious that it does that. So I I like to talk about what I call a course promise. Mm -hmm. And a course promise has two main components to it. The first component of your course promise is what is the goal that someone is coming to you for? What is their burning desire that if you could just either help them solve a problem or achieve a certain desire or get a certain result, what is the goal that, you know, if nothing else from this comes from this product, this is what they want from Mm -hmm. you. That's the first half of your course promise. The second half of the course promise is what do you as the expert know that they need to be able to do in order to achieve that goal? Now, what's interesting about this is that we often get those two mixed up. What happens is we use the customer goal in our product and our this is what I'm going to teach you in our sales descriptions and sales copy. What we need to do is flip that. So your sales copy is about the goals that people want to achieve. It's their dreams and aspirations and pain points and fears. It's what are they going to get out of this in their own language and in their own words. We don't have to overcomplicate this. Just listen to what people are telling you and use their exact words. And then in the delivery of the course or the program or whatever that product is itself, that's where you can say, okay, if you want to achieve those goals, here are the steps that I know as an expert you need to be able to do. And if you can do these ABC things, you'll be able to achieve that goal. Mm. 
absolute gold what you've just shared there, Brianne, because so many, you know, incredibly gifted coaches and consultants who have put together and spent, you know, hours putting together these incredible courses, unfortunately, as you said, are letting themselves down by the way that they're explaining it. They put in jargon, they put in terminologies that when we read, you know, if we're their ideal client, we just don't get that because we're not trained and there's their certain area. So yes, whilst the outcome is definitely going to be there to support us in achieving our goals, if we invested in those those programs, we just don't understand that because the language that they're using in their sales copy is just not connecting on, on that level. And I love the fact that you gave permission to use the words that your ideal clients are explaining and are using as what they want, what they want to achieve, what they dream about, what they desire. And half the work's done already. If you know your ideal client that well, including you know the, the terms that they use, the phrases, the sentences, gosh that's pretty much a lot of the copy in your sales page already written yeah absolutely one of the best exercises that I've ever gone through and that I, I work my clients through with doing that is one that I picked up from from Tara Gentili and she talks about imagine your ideal client is in a coffee shop with one of their very best friends in the world and they're talking about this particular challenge that you are trying to address or, or help them solve. How are they talking about that with that friend? What is the language they're using in casual conversation? It might be different than what they're saying to you because they're trying to use what they think is professional language or jargon when they're speaking with someone they perceive to be an, an expert. But, you know, when, when they're talking with a friend at a coffee shop, that's where you get the real language, the, the real things that go on inside our heads. And if you just imagine those conversations, uh, we all have social awareness that allows us to tap into that sort of thing when we remember that, you know, it's it's about what they're actually, what their experience is and, and what they are going through and and that's what we want to be be helping them with mm, so so very important so Brianne for people who have listened to the three myths that you have busted and they've gone hmm okay I know that that's what I have been thinking so they have now been busted and I can move forward yet I really would benefit from some support from an accountability partner and from someone who I'm sure has supported many many people create incredible courses that uh, uh, their customers just cannot stop talking about. How can people get more information about you? How can they get in contact with you? The best place for folks to go to is to my website, which is mynameisbrianne.com. And I know that you'll have that in the show notes. When you head to that website, you will find you know a wealth of information, including all of the research and studies. I don't like to just talk about things because I think they're true. I always go back to the research. So all of those myths that we busted today, you'll be able to find the actual research. You know What does the science say and how to apply it? As well, I've got an email newsletter that I send out on a, a regular basis that shares all of the the latest in the science as well as how you can apply it both to making your your programs themselves better and as well to you know how can you make sure that they are are the types of things that people just can't stop talking about 
Fantastic. I love that. And of course, yes, we will put all of the information, including the links to what Brianne was just saying, the, the further information, the studies, we'll put that on the, the show notes as well. And you can go to the show notes by going to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES140. So Brianne, for people who are thinking, okay, 2015 is going to be my year and I can see that developing a program that my ideal clients, that clients just rave about and they want to in- invest in, if that's the, the intention that they've set, yet there's something that's still niggly, what would you have as one last word of, of uh, inspiration or advice for them to, to step forward and, and, and actually do this? this year? One of the biggest things that you can do is uh, start before you're ready. Now, what, by, what I mean by that is start talking to the people that you are already talking with. Those are clients. Those are people that maybe they get your emails or maybe they engage with you on social media or whoever those people are. There's You could probably list five or ten people that are the type of people that you would like to work with more. And then put together a really bare bones offer for them that would address a burning question that they have and just offer it to them. You don't have to have the whole thing developed out in front. Just say, if I were to develop a program on XYZ that would help you get ABC result, is that something you would be interested in? Use that to feed you because once you start asking that question, then people will, number one, start saying yes or no. But number two, if it is something that they really want, they'll let you know if you've been dilly-dallying on getting it out. Mm, Fantastic. Love those uh, last words of um, advice there. Now, if this is something that, hmm, okay, I'm setting the intention and I want to learn more about, go to the show notes again. Let me repeat that link, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES140. While you're over there, and if this is the first time you've listened to the show, uh, welcome. It's been an honor that we can spend the last uh, little while with you. I'm sure you've taken away lots of ahas and insights to to implement why don't you go and subscribe to our show there's a link there that will show you in the show notes how you can do that via itunes and while you're there we would love you to rate our show and uh, leave a bit of a comment there that helps us share the show and um, the inspiration with other ambitious entrepreneurs as well this brings us to the end of another fantastic show we'll see you again uh, next week as well bye for now This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.